From the creators of Circles of Faith, this is Slices of Life, a podcast where intentional living and imperfection meet. Join us as we have conversations that help you navigate real faith, real life, and real community in the everyday. I'm Kimberly Amici, and today I'm here with Elise Daly Parker and Noelle Rhodes. Last week, we talked on the show with Kimberly Coyle about practical tips for coming back to center. Knowing and practicing a handful of actions that ground us works wonders when life feels like it's spinning out of control. Another thing I've found to be helpful over the last few years is knowing and applying my non-negotiables to my everyday. My co-host and I have gathered today to talk about what non-negotiables are, our experience with them, as well as some wisdom from our resident life coach, Elise Daly Parker, on why they're so important. But before we get started, let's do what we do each week and ask an in-your-words question. Today, we're hearing from some of our friends of the show. Hello, ladies. This is Life Coach Carrie Bailey, and I had to give very careful consideration to what is my non-negotiable, my number one non-negotiable in my beauty regime travel kit, and I would have to say it is my quality pair of tweezers. Boils down to that, quality pair of tweezers. Hi listeners, it's Kimberly Coyle. Sorry I can't be with you today, but I did want to weigh in on my must-have beauty products that I can't live without, and that would be Neutrogena Clear Face Breakout Free Sunscreen in SPF 55. I put this on my face every single day, rain or shine, summer or winter, because I have melasma, and so I get these really big, dark splotches um, on my face and uh, nothing takes them away. So, um, I have to prevent them and I do so by wearing my sunscreen every single day. And I've been wearing my sunscreen every day since I was in my twenties and I lived in rainy London and there was no sun, but I always wish there was, but I wore my sunscreen anyway. And I think it's actually working. Um, so far, not as many wrinkles as I expected and it prevents my melasma from becoming too terrible. So anyway, if you have either of those problems, um, wrinkles or melasma, I definitely recommend um, the Neutrogena Clear Face. Hey Kim, I would say my non-negotiable beauty routine would be the, I get the little spray bottles of Evian water at Sephora. Um, It's a little splurge for um, just the face mist. And before I put on any um, face cream in the morning or whatever, I'll spritz my face with that. And it makes it dewy and helps it, um, helps the the, um, serums and uh, lotion and everything. Just feels like it goes on my skin better and um, just gives my face like a dewy kind of moisturized feeling, so. That's it. You do realize I'm going to go out and buy both these products. Yeah. <laughs> I'm such a sucker for this kind of stuff. We'd love to hear the one thing in your makeup kit or beauty regime that you can't do without as well. I know for me, at least, this is an area where I could definitely use some extra ideas. You can give us a shout out on social media or let us know on our Facebook community group. And if you're on Voxer, we'd love for you to leave a message just like Andrea and Kimberly did, answering our weekly question as well. All you have to do is email me at KimberlyAmici at circlesoffaith.org or reply to our weekly newsletter with your Voxer handle and we'll add you to the group. Yes, I have a specific request. I'd like the best eye cream and the best lip cream. <laughs> oh, all right, ladies. So if you've got one, let us know. Mm-hmm. 
You've been given a challenge. <laughs> that yeah. is Elise's challenge for this week. That's, <laughs> That's my coaching challenge for today. Find Elise a new lip cream. And <laughs> oh. All right. Well, just like we have things in our beauty routine that we can't live without, knowing and intentionally making a place for our daily non-negotiables is just as important. So this episode is going to be all about how everyday non-negotiables can change our outlook on life. So Elise, why don't you start us off with um, what a non-negotiable is, specifically in terms of our everyday. Okay. And well, a non-negotiable is something that actually will give us a sense of order. It gives us a compass. It helps us to feel like, okay, if nothing else occurs today, I will get these non-negotiables done. So they are things that we, we, just, we just do. We, we don't listen to the arguments that we tell ourselves against them. We just make sure that we get them into our day. And usually mm-hmm. we should make sure that they are put somewhere specific. In other words, some time. Uh, I think yes. a lot of the non-negotiables tend to happy, happen earlier in the day. Just because, as we all know, even with whether whether our kids are home or not, the, the later part of the day is just, for most of us, um, a little more chill. So... Um, a lot of the non-negotiables do happen kind of first thing, and there and there are things we want to get to before we, you know, pop into bed at night. Um, and I, I would like to say something that I'm thinking about in terms of what I think that the sort of history of non-negotiables comes from, because I've kind of lived a long time watching this happen or even being part of it, and that is. Um, Life was not so busy many, many years ago. Like our parents' generation, or my parents' generation, which would be a generation probably before you guys. Parents, I'm going to say, back in the 50s. Um, you know, people had their very specific roles and all that stuff. And that's really changed over time. And what started to happen, particularly what I saw in my young mom stage, was we were all getting involved in all kinds of other things. I think partially because many of us had had careers that were very meaningful to us. And then some of us, not all of us chose to stay home or tried to figure out a way to stay home. And then we had all these other uh, options and, and we got busy. And so tyranny, the urgent started to occur. And that is, you know, (gasps) okay, what things are the most pressing, the highest priority, according to, um, oftentimes an outside influence, you know, sort of social norms or whatever. And so I think tyranny of the urgent has actually led to this non-negotiable because it takes us out of the urgent and kind of says, okay, no matter what else comes today in terms of urgent and tries to push away those things that matter most to me, I'm going to try to stick with my non-negotiables. So that's um, that's my take on it. Compass, mm. uh, the things that make us feel often alive um, intentional and that we are not just being carried away by this wave of life. That's good. Well, you know, when I started figuring out what my non-negotiables were, I was very overwhelmed at the prospect of it because there's so many things that I want to do. There's so many things that I think I'm supposed to be doing and should be in my day. And it was just frankly overwhelming and it didn't feel good, but the way it was posed to me at one point was what are the five things that when you put your head down on the pillow at night will make you feel good about your day. But also one of the ways I started to think about it was what are the five things that if I don't do them, I, I know that at the end of the day, I will be beating myself up about them. 
and they were tip, they were simple yeah. things and then that that put it into a different perspective to me because all of a sudden I was like yeah these things that are important to me that I feel bad about when I don't do they're they're few they're fewer than the, everything I want to do Mm-hmm. So it became yeah. really easy for me to say, okay, if I go to sleep at the end of the night and I haven't spent time with my children, if I brush p- brush them off and put them off all day so that I can get something done, that yeah. doesn't feel good. Yeah. You know, if I've gone yet another day without making time to spend in prayer time or devotion, that does not make me feel good. Um, and so I kind of flipped mm-hmm. the script and started thinking of it the other way so that I could narrow narrow them down. Yeah, that makes sense. Definitely. I think I think um, non-negotiables when you're when you're asking yourself what are my non-negotiables, it can feel a little bit overwhelming. I know for me it did because you have to sift through what are these things that make me feel good when I get them done versus what are the things that makes me feel like everyone will be happy with me if I get them done. Yeah. So you know. Um, you really have to do a little bit of, I think, a little bit of soul searching, a little bit of sitting before Jesus and asking Him, what, are, what are, Lord, what season of life am I in, and what are the things that you want me to focus on right now? Because I know for my personality, I'm a people pleaser, so my my non-negotiable list was very long. It's like I need to volunteer, make sure I'm volunteering my time every day, or I need to make you know, um, I need to make sure that uh, my house always looks Pinterest worthy. And but the the heart behind that was not like really to serve the Lord. It was really to make myself look good and mm-hmm, keep mm-hmm. everyone happy with me. So non-negotiable is not is is actually is is a really kind of mm, great place to start. Yeah to um, look at your life and say, okay, am I doing things because I just like to do things and it makes me feel important or mm-hmm. it makes me feel like I'm st- still a part of the circle of whoever I'm hanging with? Um, or are these things really meaningful and are um, investing in the things I, I do want my life to be known for? Mm-hmm. So I had to sit with this for a little bit. So there may be somebody out there who's going, okay, I need to sit with this for a little bit. Yeah. And I just took a week and kind of wrote down what I was doing in a week where my time was going. And then I really sat with the Lord and said, Lord, what is it you, what are you, what is your ideal week for me? And so that's kind of how I came across the things the Lord wanted me to focus on. And then my non-negotiables were born out of that. They're like the specifics of how I serve that purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, those good. don't change. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. I hope it makes sense. Well, I think that's a really, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I think, um, you know, it's interesting. What you're really talking about, Noel, in some ways is what we want to do versus what we should do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what we want to do as tied into um, what we're called to do by God and how he made us and all that versus should do, which is the outside forces. Yeah. Um, you know, what are we, I mean, yeah, there's some obligation and responsibility involved in being just a, a participant in our communities and in our schools. So there are some yeah. shoulds, mm-hmm. but, but if we're run by shoulds that have to do mm-hmm. with other people and their expectations, we're in trouble. And I think a lot of us have been there. I, I yeah. know I have. I absolutely yeah. have. And I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know what approval of man meant. 
Um, and I didn't know that that's really what my um, greatest value was. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I don't want that to be my greatest value. It's a nice, it's, it's nice, but it gets you, yeah. it really it makes you, you it makes you um, beholden to other people and, and potentially not doing what you were made to do. What you're yeah. To do. So yeah. I think we got to really watch out for the, the, that kind of trap. And I think a lot of us do that without even knowing we're doing it. Yeah. And I think that the non-negotiables are awesome because they safeguard you from that a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they they should definitely be rooted in your values, your beliefs, and your convictions, which are likely not to change. They shouldn't be based in, like you said, the need to please people, the need to achieve, the need to do the shoulds. Um, And when you can go back to, can you when you can look at your schedule, and you see that they tie back to the values and the things that are important to you, you're able to say, yeah, no, I don't need to do that. That's not important in my everyday. Maybe occasionally I'll get to participate in this. Maybe occasionally I'll be able to, um, whatever it is. But that shouldn't be the norm. The normal things that happen in your day-to-day should reflect your values and reflect what you believe your life represents and what your family's life represents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting that you say that too, Kimberly, because I'm thinking, you know, it would probably be wise. And that's, I'll, I'll go back to my um, iBloom calendar, which I really do love because it gives me space to do this kind of stuff. It's probably wise for us to think about non-negotiables as daily, mm-hmm. weekly, monthly, and annually. Like, are, you know, what is something that I feel like at the end of a year, I hope to have gotten to this one thing mm. or these two things or three things or whatever it is. And, you know, again, back up. I, I think the daily is, is critical, but I think the big picture is really good to think about too. Yeah. No, like maybe, like that. maybe it's, maybe it's like a, um, even something like in December, I want to take some time or a day to be with my husband and think about what, what's, what does the next year look like? What's important to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Those kinds of yeah. things. Yeah. No, I've never really thought in terms of that before, but I like that a lot. Right. As you said, Kimberly, your values, beliefs, and convictions tend not to change, although they they can Mm -hmm. to some degree, but generally speaking and and fundamentally speaking. But your ways of acting those out and living those out absolutely change from time to time. In fact, should. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, when I was younger, when I was younger, when my kids were younger, you know, one of my non-negotiables was at the end, right before dinner, I would tidy up all their toys in the living room. That That's kind of where they played. So that I would have dinner, and then um, then after dinner, they would have, we started the bedtime routine when they were little. But now there is no toys in the living room, you know? So now it's after dinner, I make sure that my kitchen counter is clean and my dishes are put away. So it's still the same kind of non-negotiable tidying up before the end of the day, but um, it just looks different. So it just changed, you know? Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. what you you have set today probably won't be there in three to four years' time, so. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. Well, Noelle, yours, um, your non-negotiables look different than mine. You have um, more like value type words that frame your non-negotiables. So why don't you share them with us? Yeah. So I have these three categories and that's kind of how I frame my non-negotiables, which like I said, change 
different seasons um, bring different needs. So I have connect, care, and create. So for me, a non-negotiable in the connect area is I, I connect with God every day, and I connect with my family every day, and my friends. I have a few friends that I make sure that I leave a little Voxer for mostly every day. So those are important to me. And the way I connect with God is I have a, um, every morning I wake up and I do the C25K app, which is like a running app. I think I might have mentioned this before. Mm-hmm. And I run around my living room like a crazy woman and I just pray for those, you know, those 30 minutes. And then I like, you know, I go through a book of a Bible. So right now I'm in Luke and I, read a chapter a day. That's how I connect with God. And that's non-negotiable. That happens every day. Um, with my kids, um, I think I've also mentioned this before. Um, I have a homework time. And so I tell people do not expect me to contact, you know, respond to your text messages or emails or even phone calls between the hours of 345 to 545 or four to six, because that's when I do homework. I have two kids with learning disabilities. They need me. And it's their time with me. They come home from school, and that's why I connect with them. And in the evenings, Troy and I always, after the kids go to bed, we intentionally put our kids to bed and before 8 p.m. Now, they're they're 10 and they're 8. So they're kind of old. To We're, we're like, we know our, we're going to have to push this bedtime up sooner. So we're like oh, no, trying to we're, we're I'm like, eight, wow. We're at 8 and 8.30. My 13-year-old is like, if, if she's not asleep <laughs> from a long day, she is with a book in her bedroom or you know, reviewing awesome. social studies notes for the next day. Yes. Like I love, I will hold on to bedtimes, Good. early bedtimes <laughs> as long as I can. We <laughs> knew, we know this family, this amazing Christian family in California and they have older kids and younger kids, but they would never see, like they would never have alone time together if they didn't make all their kids go to their rooms at least at a certain time. So I thought that was interesting. So like every yeah. night at 9 p.m., he'd pray with all the kids, and then he would send them. And he's like, "You don't have to go to sleep, but you can't be downstairs," you know. Yeah. And he send them upstairs. So we do that. Like eight o'clock, our kids go to their beds. We do want them to go to sleep because they're so little. But after that, we tell the kids, "It's not time for you anymore. <laughs> it's time for mommy and daddy." And <laughs> it's that's the truth. It's not like we're not giving you any more of our time. Um, you know. Love you know, that. We've we've talked to you and we do like again, this would not work if I didn't do that four to six hour where no one has that no one can interrupt me except for my husband or an emergency, but I don't take any phone calls or anything like that. So Silas get a lot of me during that time. They get to tell me about their day. They get to complain. They get to whatever. Um, and I always say to them, tell me all your stories before dinner, because <laughs> when you go to bed, you're going to bed. So um. Yeah, but, that, so, uh, but it, that's based it, out of your value, right? So it's important for you to carve out time for your spouse. And so part of that yes. is having the kids in their room at a certain time in order to make that happen. So, you know, it's not for us to judge when other people are putting their kids to bed. We just need to decide this is what's important to me and know why you're doing what you're doing is really helpful. Absolutely. Then you don't have to feel Absolutely. like, oh, maybe I should let them stay up later or maybe I shouldn't be that mom. Like those things... You can you get fight to decide. Those, yeah, you get to decide, and you get to fight those lies that say you need to be like somebody else because the choices that you've made for your family are for a reason, and it's yeah, because it, you want to carve out time for your spouse or you want to create consistency or routine in their life that they may not have in right. other areas of their life. Like, it, there's, it's when you do it intentionally, there's so much freedom. 
It's it's really important yeah. to know your family too when you're doing your non-negotiables. Because I know my husband, and after ten o'clock, he is no good to talk to. You know, he's tired and he doesn't really want to have those the deep meaningful conversations that I want to have. Yes, I gotta do them at eight o'clock. I don't have you know what I mean like. You know, but you may have a spouse who likes to stay up really late and talk about that kind of stuff, or you know what I mean, or it's just I think you need just to know, like Troy said to me, anything that's really deep that I need to like think about needs to be done before 10 p.m. We can't be up from 10 to 12. Yeah. And we have we have got we've had times in life where we've had very serious things we talk about, and he's had to say to me, "Let's pray, we're going to bed, and we're gonna wake up a half hour early and talk about it." Because he just, that's just not the way he works. And really, honestly, if if I'm being fair to myself, I'm not really making a lot of sense really in the, you know, early hours of the the night myself. So that's just how we've done it. But also spending time together is not necessarily having the meaningful conversations. It's, you know, watching television or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or um, planning something or creating something together. So. It really is your family and how can you um, create a space and a schedule where you're all working at your potential. That's what the non-negotiable serves. Mm, I love that. So even for me, creatively, I, one of my things is create. I try to write 500 words a day. You know, do I get to it every day? No, I don't. But yeah. I, I, that's your my goal. goal. Mm-hmm. And I try to do that before they wake up because guess what? When they wake up, it's really hard to find the time where there's nobody asking me questions. I you know I work during the day, um, then they get home. So those 500 hour, 500, 500 words are best written before they get up. Right now, my season of life that I'm in. Mm-hmm. So, and caring for myself also is me running. I'm doing my little CT, my little app, my little running app. Um, that's how I care for myself. I also read a lot. So every um, pretty much every other night I don't do it every night because it's not really um green do this but I take a bath and I um read in my bath and that's how I care for myself I Mm -hmm. set some time aside and after the kids go to bed I get my literally put five books Troy built me this little shelf that goes over my bathtub and I just read and yeah that's kind of you know there's other things like I make my bed every day that's a Mm non-negotiable um Mm -hmm. Yeah, good point. Clean my counters, that kind of stuff. But it again, it serves what is going to make your family and you thrive and work at your best potential. And listen, you're not going to always hit all your negotiables every single day. Like there are times where you're like right now I'm looking at my counters and they're absolutely atrocious. But mm-hmm. That's not that's not normal for me, you know. Mm-hmm. And I have to give myself grace. Like, okay, well, today was kind of a crazy day. Something happened this morning. I just didn't get to it. And just you press delete, you move on. Yes, absolutely, right. I think again, that's a very good point. Non-negotiables are not meant to create more stress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore, sometimes we have to be flexible, even though the term is so very. Um, inflexible, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but sometimes life just happens, and um, and you have to make yeah 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 that's grace and and um, it's okay. Um, I'll get back to it tomorrow, or I'll move it to another part of today, and right. and um, you know yeah. So we have to make space for that too. Otherwise, we'll absolutely. I know for me, if I don't, 
then I'm going to be um, a nasty person. If I have a non-negotiable yeah. and I don't get to it and then I'm all mad about it, oh my gosh, that doesn't serve anybody either. So I think it's important to, to remember that life happens. And um, I think, Kimberly, you're going to talk a little bit more about that if you'd like to. Did you want to, t did you want to tell us about how, how you go about your non-negotiables? My schedule was a mess. I had too much on my plate and everything that I did was negotiable. It was like whatever was the urgent, whatever yeah. came up, um, and it was overwhelming. I was doing nothing consistently. I had no routines. I was unhappy about what I was seeing in my life, but I wasn't doing the work to consistently create what I wanted in my life. And so that's where the non-negotiables started to come in. And, you know, mine, mine are kind of like broad as well in terms of, let's say, spend time with God is one of them, invest time in, with my kids, and that really, really can look different ways, right? So every day they don't need help with their homework, right? So okay. and every day I might not get to read with them, although I've made it mm. more of a priority than I have in the past. Um, but talking with them, bedtime routine, mm -hmm. so any of those things which allows me to just give my focus to them at one point during the day where they, they know that they are seen, where they, they know that they're valued, um, whatever that looks like. Because yeah. that's the reason why I'm working from home, I'm here at home so that I can do certain things with them that we feel are as, imp as important to do. And so I need to make myself available to them. So if I'm home in the afternoons when they're home, We've already decided, my husband and I, that it, that I shouldn't be trying to get one more thing done that didn't get done during the day. I shouldn't be trying to, you know, have the perfect home or write the perfect words at that point. Like, things need to go away so I can focus on them. So whether I'm focusing on them after school or whether I'm focusing mm. on them in the evenings during the bedtime routine or even now one of the things we do, especially as we get involved in spring sports, is that I read with them in the morning. I have time in between, you know, some of my kids' drop-offs that I can just have a good 15, 20 minutes where I read. And so I have to mm. shift my schedule and say, okay, so I've, I've spent time with them already today, so I don't beat myself up for not, you know, sitting down and having a family meal where we talk about our day and read a devotion. Yeah. Like, we've, yeah. spent, we've, we've spent time already today. We've connected already today. So like you said, it shifts and it changes during the different seasons. Um, one of my non-negotiables is to have a tidy house, not a perfect house, but everything in its place. And mm. that really comes from knowing myself, my Myers-Briggs type, I'm a judging. And that means that my outer world needs to be in order so that my inner world can be in peace. So when things, when counters are clean and things are tidy, I can process things internally better. I can be relaxed when I'm spending time with my kids. I can welcome my husband when he walks in the door because I don't feel like my outside world is so chaotic. So for me, somebody else may not need that, but I need that. So that's important to me to just have everything in its place. Um, mm -hmm. And then I want to, I need to create something, whether it's writing, whether it's designing, whether it's organizing, it could look different every day. Um, and then connect with my husband, making sure that I find time to talk with him. In one of the episodes we talked about before, my husband and I often use Voxer to connect during the day, especially when he goes through seasons of working late and I go through seasons of, um, you know, just carpooling and 
chaperoning and our weekends get too busy because of sports, like we find a way to connect, whether it's talking, praying, or just keeping, you know, touching point with each other throughout the day. So mm-hmm. mine are, I guess they're not that much more specific than yours, but they, they, they're applying the certain concepts that I feel like are important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it just revolutionized the way that I felt about my day. It made me feel like I was capable of more because I was able to say, yes, these things that are most important to me, I've touched on them at some point during the day. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we've already mentioned, like, when you, when you don't get to these things during the day, that we definitely can have grace for ourselves and shift things around, make up for it the next day. There's so many things we can do. But, again, I feel like non-negotiables are like a budget. There's freedom mm-hmm. when you know yeah. what you can yeah. and, yeah, so and true. what so you true. can do. And when you apply it and when you're consistent with it, it just, there's so much freedom in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's like, as you just said, with the budget, you know, we if you approach it a certain way or, or as you approach it at first, it just feels like this daunting, punishing, oh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be so tied down I want I, I know for me I want to be free and flowy yeah. but yeah. that does not generally work if you have anything that you want to get done I mean if yeah. you live in some sort of you know place where um I don't know I I suppose there are people who have that kind of a life but I don't think they're the norm and I don't think they're living down the street from us for the most part they may be living in <laughs> sort of off the gridish kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I, I yeah, mean that. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, maybe if you if you have a very alternate lifestyle. But for the most part, um, you know, we, we we exist in a in a world that requires certain things and and so yeah. how do we also get to the things that aren't required but that we care about. So yeah. I love it. And and as yeah. I, I I don't know, did I did I talk about mine? Do you want me to talk about mine? Yeah, yeah. Yours. yeah. We'd love to hear yours. Okay, so uh, I wanted to say again, for me, of course, there's always a story attached. It's a long <laughs> story. But um, basically, you know, Kimberly, as you said, definitely feeling out of control. I remember um, just feeling literally breathless as I approached a holiday, um, the holiday season, or mm. probably the middle of it. Um, you know, financially stressed and the the I had such always had such high expectations of the holidays and wanted to make, make them perfect and all that kind of stuff and I had thought about talking to a life coach forever and finally I made my appointment with Carrie Bailey and that's really where my thinking about my life more intentionally started you know again being on the brink of just feeling like I can't go on like this anymore with this lack of control and so many things to do and they care about so many things and still had um just Amelia home, but still just my youngest. Um, and from there, um, I really, the, the thing that this sort of, what do I want to say? Method that yeah. changed or, or even study was my makeover your, your mornings with crystal pain. I just kind of said, yeah. okay, now I've started the conversation with Carrie and she's awesome. And she's helping me think about things more logically and practically and realistically and all that stuff. Um, now there's this other, you know, sort of day by day study 
program, I think it's 31 days, um, to figure out how I can actually make some changes because I've lived a freelance life for a long time. Uh, my husband and I are both home in the morning, so he would tend to get up before, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So the, the things that really changed, the number one thing that changed for me was getting up earlier. Um, and just to hear you guys talk about putting your kids to bed, my husband and I joke, ha, 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 about <laughs> trying to get our kids to bed at 8 or 8.30 for 20 years. And <laughs> we never did it. Um, we always wanted to, but we didn't do it. And part of it was... Um, you know, it's not an excuse, but part of it was that my husband was extremely creative and really would like, they just had a ball at night telling stories and, and mm. making up all kinds of stuff. So, um, you know, I mean, it drove me nuts, but I just was like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to let this happen. And it was actually tied into my husband's um, brain injury recovery, to be honest. Mm. So <laughs> there are exceptions to all this stuff. <laughs> but anyway, and that's a big one. But um you know, it was time for me to really regroup and take control of my life. And that started by, uh, I think the challenge, I can't remember the challenge that Crystal actually puts forth, but I know at this point I get up at 550. Um, my, my alarm goes off at 550. I hit the, the, um, the bell intentionally for 10 minutes because I love getting up and then just, oh, okay, easing into the day for 10 minutes. So that's a, it's not, it's it's an intentional snooze. It's not 15 times. It's once. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, getting getting up and, and having some time with God, first thing. Um, what's helped me with that is the first five app with, with Proverbs 31. And I just, that's, again, a non-negotiable. At least I get to that one. I love to get to, honestly, five or six more devotionals in the morning. Um, and they often tie together. And I just love the way I feel God does that. But at least I will get to that first five app. Um, then exercise. Um, I have started, we've mentioned this before, I do the Max Fit Challenge and it's five days a morning, five days a week of um, exercise. For me, I choose the seven o'clock class. Um, to be in and out by 7.45 is just amazing to me and I love that. Now, um, eating healthy has become a really important uh, non-negotiable, and that has to do with being prepared in advance and having healthy foods in my fridge, you know, simple things like oranges and carrots and things that I can nosh on that, so that I don't um, dig into something that I really don't want to eat. Mm -hmm. And then um, certainly connecting to my husband is important to me. Friends are important to me. I don't necessarily do that every day, but... Um, I certainly have friends in on my calendar. They are non-negotiable. Non I love connecting with people. Um, this little non-negotiable is, is a simple one. Look at your calendar. I don't <laughs> obey my calendar a lot of the time, but I have to at least look at it um, so that I can really assess, okay. Um, and again, I've talked to, to Carrie about this. My, my schedule tends to be bigger blocks of time and lots of things within those that I can sort of pick and choose because I, I do still live a... Um, freelance life and there are certain things I have to get done at certain times of the month that I don't have to get done it's not as as daily as it is okay by this date I have to have this done so um, for those of you who are disobedient to your hour by hour <laughs> I'm, I'm with you and I think one of the things that is really important to me um, and again this isn't necessarily daily but it's within my week and I think I'd like to make it daily now, I do mm -hmm. want to mention that today was a, um, a morning where I have not had a good sleep in a while, and I knew when my alarm went off at 5.50, I had already decided in my sleep that if I was still exhausted, 
it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I get up a couple of times a night. So I, I was already kind of going, okay, if my alarm goes off and I still feel like I could actually get back to sleep, I am going to this morning. And I did. Um, and so that's kind of the... Um, you know, so what does that mean for the rest of my day? Well, I'll just shift things around. You know, I've had my God time. Mm. Um, I will, I know what I'm going to do exercise wise. Um, I, you know, I've, ha- I've had my shake already, my morning shake, which really helps my shakeology. Um, so it, it'll be okay. I'll, I'll make it work today. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, so. yeah, it's good. So I do want to share real quickly three steps that help you our listeners create their own non-negotiables. And we've touched upon all of these already, but just wanted to make them really clear. Um, Brainstorm the ideas. Set aside time to think about what matters to you. So if you could design a good day, taking into account all your responsibilities, what would it look like? And write everything down that comes to mind. And Noelle, your advice was great too. Sit before the Lord if you have to when you in your prayer time and say, you know, sift through my motives you know, and help me to figure out what is important to me and what is important to my family and what is, you know, part of my responsibilities. Um, And then number two, I would say is choose five of them. At least you have a lot Mm, of them. (laughs) But I think that they work hand in hand, some of them. So you could probably bring them under um, a category or an umbrella. But, um, you know, they're all done. Just to make a note, they're all done by um, most of them are done by about nine o'clock in the morning. And right. that is because I do not have children home anymore. Yep. Mm, yeah. Just keep that in mind. It's yep. taken me 50 years to get here. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> one day will be exactly. <laughs> You know, because there's only so much time that you have in a day, right? And it's better to do things consistent, consistently rather than take on too many things and then become discouraged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then the third thing would be to put them into your calendar. So just like you would with making an appointment to yourself, with yourself, putting your non-negotiables in your calendar is important. So like when I do yeah. my schedule for the week yeah. or I do or I take a look at my day, um, you know, I anticipate, oh, my gosh, I'm, you know, we're going to be driving around. We have three sports practices. I'm not going to get to spend time with my kids unless we hold strict bedtime tonight. Or I'm going to mm-hmm. get up a little bit early mm-hmm. so we can do a d- devotional at breakfast. Like, really keeping in mind yeah. what each day looks like and say, okay, where do these things fit in? And, and put them down. Like, get up that, you know, get up a little bit earlier. Um but write them down in your calendar. And I often, when I when I do that, I really anticipate how much time it takes. And I literally block it out like I would block out an appointment because yeah. it, it's, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's easy to write it down as a task list and not really realize how much time it will take. And then you present it if it's taking Absolutely. longer than you anticipate. And to that, and I think that's really important, Kimberly. I think to that point, um, you know, the way you often start a budget is to track your expenses for mm-hmm. the month before you're going to really dig in. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's not a bad way to approach um, a, more, a more intentional life, non-negotiables. Yes. Um, look at what what are you doing and, and how much time is it really taking? Because I am a chronic underestimator of how much time mm-hmm. it takes to do something. So, okay, yeah, so yeah. I think it takes me about a half hour, but what does it really take? And, and you know, what about those days, like, sometimes I spend a lot more than a half hour with God. I kind of go, oh, I really am liking this, and I feel like we're on a roll here, and then, again, what, what happens to the rest of the day if I decide to yeah. do that? So mm-hmm. you have to, I think another thing, Kimberly, that you just pointed out is that longer view, like, Okay, so if I make this decision today, how does that affect tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, 
or if this is in the calendar looking at the next week, it's going to shift things around. What am I going to do about that? For example, I have um, jury duty tomorrow morning. So that's going to change my day. You know, yeah. I have to get up, get out and get to that first, whether I like it or not. Yeah. So um, how am I going to adjust the rest of the day? So. Yeah, absolutely. Elise, I like what you said earlier on about the I'm having a daily, weekly and monthly and yearly non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. I think that's good, too, because like the dailies, um, you could have too many daily, like, you know, you shouldn't have too many dailies when you're in different seasons of life. But I'm just thinking for me, like one of my non weekly non-negotiables is I, I do all my shopping um, on Saturday, like all of it for the food. And I I prep all our lunches mm, on, on Saturday because I don't want to do that in the morning because I have things I want I want to write in the morning, right? That's yep. one of my daily yep. non-negotiables. Perfect. So Perfect your example. weekly non-negotiable will serve your daily non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. great. It's really hard really to say good. non-negotiable. <laughs> <laughs> we should coin no, I think phrase, it's, yeah. yeah really? There might be something that you you might be able to make a weekly non-negotiable that's going to serve mm. the daily ones. Absolutely. And it's important to, you know, be no, clever. I, lo- I love that. I love that. That's such a good uh, example. And that's another, you know, again, I think about my husband and I <laughs> doing a lot of attempts at this stuff and, and mm, not doing so great with it. And one of them was a calendar, mm. you know, looking at our calendar. And we had a big, huge family calendar that we had up and different kids had different colors, all that stuff. And we would sit down, um, again, that was like a yearly, okay, what do we look at the, what does the year look like? What does this next month look like? Okay, what does this week look like? And the most successful in terms of less chaos and more calm and everybody chilling was when we did that on a Sunday, looked mm-hmm. at our calendar and also planned our meals for the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was those two things really yeah. set us up for success. So, and they can be hard to do in the moment. You know, you're kind of like, oh, I don't want to really, uh, Sunday, it's Sunday. I don't want to really look at my calendar, whatever. Yeah. They're really, that's really good. I, I love the shopping one day. And pl- if you're doing that, you're planning your meals. Yeah, I am. Oh. Yeah, I am planning my meals for the week. You know, and one, it does help. One thing that you said, Elise, about um, taking stock of what you're already doing maybe writing the the things down that are already in your day and kind of becoming aware of what it is that's taking up your time. I think one of the things that we can do that's also helpful is to take stock of our emotions while we're doing those tasks. Mm, So oftentimes I would find myself doing things that I absolutely dreaded and maybe that's something that needs to come off my plate. Or I was getting myself in a situation where, let's say, for example, meal planning. I wasn't meal yeah. planning, so every night I had that stress at the same time yeah. every day, yeah, 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 yeah. right? Yeah. So when I take stock of that emotion and I understand, I recognize it, I can say, okay, you know what? This is the motivation for me to go ahead and have that Sunday meeting and to plan my menu this week because I know what it feels like every night when I don't do it. And so yeah. maybe yes. that then becomes a non-negotiable because you want to avoid that dread and that 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 awful feeling of here I am again and the same yeah. place that I don't want to be. And so this could be in any area of your life. Um, yeah. And meal planning is just one example. I mean, there are some people that don't feel stressed when they're, when they don't have a meal plan. There are people like yes. that. They're on the yeah. fly. Yeah. You know, they, they, they're really creative with food. They have go-to recipes. They always have stock. Like it, it, that, it, it doesn't matter what 
your non-negotiable is or what your values yeah. are as long as you have them that's the that's the key to success I it's not what that. they are it's that you actually have them and then you incorporate them into your life i agree with that 100 yeah. percent. and you know i was saying i think i might have blogged about this recently but for me like on sunday one of my non-negotiables is that i really do rest on sunday so I like to be in my slippers. I like to be comfy and cozy. But my friend, she likes to clean out her fridge every Sunday and organize her food. And I don't understand that. But that's what <laughs> that's h- helps her that's set like her what week. I feel like, yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, you go, you do you. You know, rock that. Right. Right. I'm right. gonna sit and watch TV for three hours straight <laughs> and cuddle my kids and read a book. Right. Um, so but, perfect you know, example of a weekly non-negotiable. Yeah. My, my weekly non-negotiable of binge watching. Um, no, I just think that, you know, a non-negotiable for me is rest and self-care. And so, you know, for her, it would be to clean her fridge. But I am telling you that is not going to refresh me on Sunday is to clean out my fridge and reorganize the food. So mm-hmm. is it going to help me? Yes. But everybody's life, everybody's non-negotiables should not really look the same. No. They shouldn't. Well, again, it's that who who when we make up that that ideal day or whatever who are we pleasing i mean you know and i think one of the things that's really important is um these these non-negotiables put some control in your life and, and they also help you to live a life that really does line up with your values and your beliefs and Again, I think we can get caught up in what everybody else is doing and what everybody, you know, what it looks like for other people. And I think it's really important when you do your non-negotiables to think about you. Yes, I'm with <laughs> you know you. that sometimes things sound so selfish and mm. you're supposed to be so other-oriented as a good Christian woman and all that kind of stuff. But I so believe in, um, you know, caring for ourselves, understanding mm. ourselves, knowing mm. ourselves, ownership. Mm-hmm. It, that helps us set up these non-negotiables for us and for our families. Okay. Really but once you're grounded in what's important to you and you're healthy in that way, you can serve others. Yes. That's where that, that, Absolutely. that overflow yep. comes exactly. from. Free. Yeah. Yep. You're free to do that. Yeah. Yep. And, like and just to give a quick example of that is, you know, all of my friends know from four to six, they don't call me. They just, mm-hmm. I tell them, don't call me, don't text me, don't email me, you know? And that has actually served our friendship better because if they would have called me and I ignore, and I can't really talk to them and my attention's divided, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm a mean mom. I am because I'm like yelling at the kids be quiet or, you know, I'm not focused on what they need. And I'm also not really being an attentive friend. So it actually frees me to be a better friend and a better mom by sticking to my non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank All you. right. Elise, will you wrap us up with your challenge for this week? Well, I'm going to, you know, I know sometimes I do two challenges and I'm going to do them today too. I think mm-hmm. number one is take that brainstorm time. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, I think, you know, it, it doesn't have to be a big project. Take 15 minutes and think about what does your ideal day look like. Just write it out, and mm. um, and you know, and then look, and then you get to go back and revisit it and kind of go, eh, that's not really that important to me, or actually, that's even more important than I realized. Whatever. But do the brainstorm. Do the sort of a little bit of a um, a brainstorm brain dump almost on your ideal day, and then tweak it. And then the second one um, that I really want people to think about is um, 
what are your want to do's versus your should do's? What look at your life that not your mm-hmm. ideal life, but, but how you're actually living your life right now. Yes. And look at your tasks in light of what do you want to do and what should you do mm-hmm. and make some decisions um, to make sure that you're putting in some of the things that you really want to do and that really make your heart beat and your and make you come alive. I think, too, we've mentioned this before um, at an earlier podcast about personality types. Mm-hmm. So if you are feeling a little lost of who you are, go to 16personalities.com and take the test because you mentioned this in your a little while ago Kimberly that you know that you have the J yep. just judging in your personality type and that really will help you understand yourself and not make you you may take the test and go oh my gosh I'm not crazy I just yes. have a personality right <laughs> yes it's just part of my makeup that's such a so good point you can use well. that too as a resource yeah, yeah. good alright well thanks for joining us for this episode you can find everything we talked about in the show notes you can also subscribe to our newsletter at circlesoffaith.org where you'll receive additional content resources delivered right to your inbox and you can find us on social media at circles of faith subscribe to us on itunes so you never miss an episode and while you're there rate and review the show your comments go a long way in helping others find us Thank you.